Blog Talk Radio. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Stop the run. Tyreek Hill winds up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down. Down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Touchdown! Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football Giants are. Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants. Say Quan Barkley, aka the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like I'm asking you for real. Really? Not his name, but do you know who he is? J Rock. J Rock. You saying we going 16 or huh? 16 and all, bro? How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You know, you know, we just drafted the Messiah. Holy, because the one and only shakes Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana. Thanks, Dion. Good afternoon, everybody. I thought in light of the uh, uh, events that have taken place over the last couple of days that uh, I ought to give you the opportunity to ask some questions. So let's get right into it and uh, get started. Bruce Beck, NBC. John, you made big changes this week, changes again. Why should Giants fans believe you will get it right this time? Well, I haven't given him any reason to believe that, uh, Bruce. It's up to me um, to make the right choices, up to Steve and I to make the right choices going forward to earn back their trust, and that is not going to be an overnight process. That's going to take, uh, that's going to take some time, but it starts with getting uh, the general manager pick uh, done uh, correctly and then with hiring the right head coach. So that's going to be a process that we're going to have to, we're going to, have to earn their trust again, and uh, as I said, that's not going to happen overnight. 
I'm Rob Newsday. John, how much do you look at these interviews for general managers and head coaches as, as package deals, as, as bringing one guy in with, with his coach? Uh, there are no package deals. I mean, each uh, we want to get the general manager ideally done first, and obviously we'll talk about um, the candidates uh, for head coach, but uh, there's, it's not going to be a package deal. I want to go through a, uh, a, a complete process here, interview as many people as possible. I don't want to rush into anything. We've made that mistake in the past, and I want to make sure we get to see as many candidates uh, as possible, ideally. Mark Stapleton, the record. John, do you feel like you guys have made bad choices and you've identified wrong candidates, or in some ways is this a failure of your process that you've gone through? It's probably um, probably all of the above, Art. I mean, uh, we haven't necessarily made the right choices. Um, I think um, looking back on our process, I wish it had been a little more extensive, that we had seen more people. Um, and uh, maybe taking our time a little bit more with it. And uh, we're going to try not to make that mistake this time. Paul Schwartz, New York Post. Hey, John. Um, uh, what is your confidence level in your ability to make the right choice? Um, you know, a lot of these choices the last few years have not been um, proven to be successful. So, uh, you, know, you, you know, everything starts and stops with you. You know, do you feel you're capable of making the right choice this time around? I, I do, Paul, and obviously I don't expect uh, a lot of people to believe that given what's happened over the last few years, and I'm going to have to earn uh, their trust again. But I, I feel very good about the group of candidates for the general manager position that we have scheduled right now. Um, I think any one of a number of them could would make an excellent general manager. So I, I am confident that, that we have the resources to make the right choice here. John, I'm just curious your reaction to um, being in your building uh, watching the Cowboys game where a lot of Cowboys fans showed up and then against Washington not a lot of fans showed up, period. How much did that impact you and as a, as a kind of a corollary, you said you, you, know, you, you rushed it a little bit last time. Do you think that there was a little bit of comfort in that it had been so long since there was a succession? of front office stability since 1979. Okay, that's a way to get two questions in there, Bob, in violation yes, of the rules, but okay. Um, obviously, you don't like to see visiting team fans in, in your building, but that's just the way the NFL is right now. We had a lot of fans in Miami, a lot of fans in Tampa. Now, certainly it's exacerbated by the fact that we had a poor record this year, but it, certainly it's not a pleasant sight that you, that you want to see every time. And, and, and yes, we've gone through this process far too often in recent years after having a lot of years of stability, and it's not a fun process uh, at all. Um, there is nothing more painful to me uh, than making that long walk down the hallway uh, to tell somebody, uh, particularly a, a, a good person uh, like Joe, um, that uh, we're making a change. It's gut-wrenching for me. Um, it's been gut-wrenching every time I've had to do it, and um, obviously I've had to do it far too often uh, lately. And, and that's why we're um, that's why we're in this uh, process again, and um, we're going to get it right this time. Hey, Joe Jones, NFL Network. Hey, John. I I'm curious if there was a last straw for Joe Judge, and where, if anywhere, does that 11-minute address, where, as you well know, you know, he took some 
you know, veiled shots at, at your former coach and, and also a, a, a division opponent, obviously? I mean, obviously I wasn't thrilled with that uh, particular press conference, but I can't say there was one specific uh, act that was the last straw. It was just a culmination of things. Um, uh, we, we just got to a point where I, I, where I thought we had dug ourselves a hole so deep that I didn't see a clear path to getting out of it unless we completely blew it up and, and started all over again with a new general manager and a new head coach. Um, I still think that there is a really good head coach inside of Joe Judge. I just felt like given where we are right now uh, on the verge of bringing in a new general manager, we have to give that person um, the flexibility uh, to bring in the head coach that, uh, that, that he wants. And I, I think that's, that was a large part of the decision here in, in, making a, in making a change. I just felt like we really needed to just start from the, from, from the ground up again. Thank you. I'm Kevin. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Good. It seemed when you hired Joe, he came in and gave you a you know presentation which wowed you. I mean, in 2020 hindsight, do you need to take a step back after you listen to these guys and look at more closely what they're saying? Well, I think that's a fair comment, but we did here. We did a lot of research on him, as we do with all of our candidates. Um, you know, he did he did do an excellent job in that interview. Um, sometimes, you know, some people interview well, some people don't, but you have to do more research than that. But I, I thought our process at that time was, was pretty thorough. I mean, you know, we had spoken to a number of people about Joe, and listen, I still believe that there is a good head coach inside it. Him, um, but uh, I just felt like, given where we are at the at the moment, and certainly, certainly, that is not all due to to, to him. Uh, but given where we are right now, I felt like we needed a clean sweep. Thank you, Ian O'Connor, New York Post. Hey, John, for, for those of us old enough to remember, the, the back-to-back quarterback sneak sort of brought back the memories of the Bizarchik fumble and and that period of time, which obviously is not a pleasant memory for you, but. Did that sequence really make this situation, as far as bringing him back, completely untenable? How much did that play into it? Uh, you know, obviously those weren't my favorite play calls in the world. I wish we had run that back when Pisarchik uh, was here. But, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, Ian, that, that, was, that was just one minor factor in the overall scheme of things. Obviously not what I was looking for uh, watching the game, but, you know, you can point to any number of play calls that uh, – that, uh, that any of us uh, could have second-guessed, but uh, it was a bit of a surprise to me, let's put it that way. And Doug, the athletic agent on you know, as a reference, you fired a lot of people over the last couple of years, um, but what do you say to the fact that your brother is still senior vice president of player personnel, your nephew's co-director of player personnel, and there's a perception that there isn't really accountability for family members who have had prominent roles during this stretch? Well, that perception, uh, has been created by you and others, and the reality is that um, in terms of my brother, my brother spends most of his time doing evaluation of college players. His grades go into our system, and he participates in the draft. Um, all personnel decisions in this building, and this has always been the case, have been made by the general manager and the head coach. When they agree on a personnel decision, they come to me with it, and as long as they're both in agreement, I okay it. The only times I, I would 
possibly not do that is if there was an off-the-field conduct issue. So uh, Chris is a very skilled evaluator, but he does not have any authority here other than the fact that I will go to him on occasion and ask him about players. Tim is probably the most respected guy we have in this building. Coaches, uh, front office staff, uh, the general manager, go to him, ask his advice on players because he is a good evaluator. He's worked his way up from the bottom, and he's earned his stripes. He does not have any authority here. The personnel decisions have always been made and will always be made by the general manager and the head coach. If they agree on, on a draft pick, on a UFA, uh, then I'm going to okay it 99.99% of the time. Uh, the only time I will raise an issue about it is if there is a conduct issue. I'll question them about it. I'll make them defend their positions, and I'll make sure that they're on the same page. But at the end of the day, if they're in agreement, then that's the decision we're going with. I am Dudley, New York Post. Hey, John, sorry, my camera's not working. Um, but, but, I'm, uh, I'm quite all right with that, Ryan, but go ahead. <laughs> John, uh, how, you've done one interview. You have all these other ones you've lined up. How desirable is the Giants GM job when there's no cap space, the offensive line needs work, the, deep, the pass rush needs work? What is the feedback you've gotten? Is this, do you feel like your job is desirable, especially quarterback? I didn't even mention quarterback, John. Uh, the quarterback situation is not uh, solidified. How, how desirable is the job you feel? Well, Ryan, all I can tell you is based on the number of uh, inquiries that I've had from prospective candidates, um, we're not going to be able to interview even 20% of all of them. This is a very desirable job. We happen to have a lot of draft capital uh, coming up. I, I think this is an organization that people want to work for. Um, so I've been heartened by the fact that um, so many people have expressed an interest, and including people who are uh, very talented and who have a legitimate shot at getting the job. Um, we haven't been turned down by anybody yet. Hey, John. If I could just follow up on the, your answer before about Chris and Tim and everyone. Uh, and also then ask you, you know, how you guys came up with the list of GM candidates. But I'm curious, do you think that them being part of ownership doesn't though hold maybe more more sway than if it was somebody else? More sway in terms of what? In regards to, you know, when they make a recommendation on a player, you, like I know it just goes into the system like everyone else, but it's a, is there not anybody else? They're actually part of ownership. I do not think it holds any more sway. It, it, that has not been my experience here. I, I, list, I listen to them, uh, but there are, there are many voices in this building, but the only two voices at the end of the day uh, that matter are the head coach and the general manager. They make the final determination. They listen to them because they recognize their evaluation skills, but there are other people in the building who have evaluation skills as well and who have voices as well, but they do not have undue influence on the final decisions that are made here. They absolutely do not. And also, how, how did you come up with this for GM candidates and, and who's involved in that process? I mean, that's something that I, I, I've said this before. I'm always conscious of uh, personnel around the league. It's, I, I always keep a list um, of possible head coaches, possible uh, general managers. I look at it. I look at the successful teams. Uh, at, at what they're doing. I have a lot of people around the league that I, that I talk to whose opinions 
that I respect. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Steve and I put together the list. Steve Philly, NJ.com. Hey, John, I'm curious, is this your lowest moment in your associated station with the Giants? I mean, is this, is this as embarrassed as you've been about the franchise? Honestly, I would have to say yes. Yes, it is. Um, I kept thinking during the season that uh, we had hit rock bottom and then each week it got a little worse. So, uh, honestly, I, I'm not proud of saying this, but if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would have to say the answer is yes. Pat Leonard, Daily News. Hey, John, how are you doing? Hey, Pat. Um, you, you say Chris doesn't have any authority, but... He was only—he was one of only three people, along with yourself, Steve, interviewing your first GM candidate. And my question is about—you uh, know—do you think you, Chris, and other family members need to take a step back from the football operations and dramatically change the way you operate on a daily basis in order to see this? Well, what we need to do is to hire the right general manager to oversee the football operations, and that's what this process is about. I mean, you make it sound like. Uh, we're having um, undue influence on the football operations here. I've, I've said this repeatedly. For, for whatever reason, um, you guys keep asking me about it. It's the general manager and the head coach uh, that are mo most important people in this building in terms of making personnel decisions. Chris is in those interviews because he's part of ownership, and I value his opinion. Uh, I, value, I value his, uh, his skills, and, and I want him in there. At the end of the day, um, I'll listen to him, but it'll be Steve Tish and myself who make the final decision. We'll take two more. Zach Rosenblatt, Ralph Macchiano. Zach Rosenblatt. Uh, John, uh, in the past you've admitted that you know there were some mistakes made in the 2018 and 2019 off seasons. Um, I'm, I'm curious if you regret bringing Dave back these last two years and, and why you felt that it was the right decision to let him uh, close out the season as he was getting a head start on things. Well, I, listen, I thought that at the end of last season, you know, we finished five and three. I thought that the arrow was pointing up. I thought we were moving the right direction. Uh, I thought the, the communication, um, uh, you, you know, at that end of the building was good. And for whatever reason, things went uh, haywire this year. Everybody got hurt between training camp and the early part of the season, and things just went downhill uh, from there. And we reached a point where I just think we need to, to – uh, to, to hit the reset button and um, and get a fresh start, and that's why we made the decision that we did. Hey, John, um, you said in the past that stability is always a goal for you and your franchise, which obviously hasn't been the case over the last few years. I'm wondering if you think that that will be a concern among the candidates for Coach NGM about just how much you really are willing to commit to their plan, and also if you feel like you need to force yourself to be a little bit more patient this time around and maybe endure the, the down parts a little bit better? I, I certainly think, Ralph, that it, it will be a factor that, that um, some of these candidates uh, will consider. Um, and that's something that we're going to have to overcome in these interviews. In terms of forcing myself, you know, I wanted to do that very badly this year, but uh, I just didn't see any end in sight. I just thought that we had reached a point where um, I didn't see a clear path uh, to, to, to making significant progress and just thought, as I said before, that we needed to hit the reset button. Last one here, Daryl Slater. John, 
Will the, will the new general manager have full authority to hire whichever head coach he wants without any say from you? And will he have full authority to do whatever he wants with Daniel Jones without any say from you? He he will lead the, the general. The, he will lead the search for a head coach. But those decisions always are subject to final approval by ownership. Um, you know, in terms of, of Daniel or Saquon or anyone else you want to ask me, that's going to be, be between the general manager and the head coach. If I could quickly follow up to Zach's question that kind of flew under the radar, why did you let Dave Gellman retire instead of firing him later in the season to get a head start on the GM search? Well, it would not necessarily have given me a head start. The only people I would have been allowed to speak to would be people who are on the street right now. and. You know, quite frankly, my, our top candidates are people that, who are all employed right now. So it really would not have given us any advantage, and um, I didn't see any, any need to do that uh, earlier than, than when he announced his retirement.
Harris began his scouting career after finishing his NFL playing career in 2007. So he was another interview today. And as well as today, uh, we had in Ryan Poles from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he was an executive Oh, he is an executive director of player personnel over there in Kansas City. 13 years with the Chiefs, one season as a executive director of player personnel, following three seasons as an assistant director of player personnel. Uh, he's a New York native, played offensive tackle for the for five seasons for Boston College, and uh, he was. Actually, he actually played with uh, Matt Ryan in Boston College. So, Ryan Poles has also been interviewed. And like I said, like Ivan came on here and said, like Black Freezy said, like either chosen one from the Bronx has said, this list of uh, candidates for this GM job is quite impressive. And more than likely... Whatever choice that they make should be a good one. So we'll see. Um, also, real quick, I just want to get this out as far as next year, 2022 opponents will be the NFC North. So... I will give you the home games and the away games, but we are playing the NFC North, of course, the NFC East, our division, and we're also playing the AFC South, okay? Our home games will be Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, Houston, Carolina, Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, and Washington, of course. And then the away games will be Green Bay, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Seattle, Dallas, Philly, and Washington. Okay, so that is next year's opponents. We ain't got the uh, when we're going to play them yet, but we got who we are going to play. So once again, home games is Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, Houston, Carolina, Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, Washington, away games. Green Bay, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Seattle, Dallas, Philly, Washington. All right. Without further ado, let me bring in one of my co-hosts. He just chose one from the Bronx. What's going on, brother? Peace, peace, King. LRP, we what love it? you, brother. That's in-house. You know what I'm saying? So we already know what it is, my dude. Handle all the business that you need to. We are going to hold you down today. Montana's on the hosty host. Of course, I'm on the co-host. We're going to make it happen. He said we're bringing shows all week. We will not miss one. We will do what the people needs to be done, and we're in the building for you. Without further ado, that being said, y'all know what's up, man. 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. You're tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, and this is Shakes Thursday, a.k.a. Thriving Thursday. So, yo, let's get into it. How you feeling today, first and foremost, brother? How you doing? Everything is everything, man. I'm just happy to talk about sports again. Um, I'm going to pause you for just two seconds because I don't want to oh, yeah, longer. We got OG Steve from D.C. with us as well. What's going on, OG? 
Yo, yo, peace, guys. Peace. What's up, man? Happy New Year, Shakes. How you doing, Happy man? New Year. Peace, King. What's going on, big bro? Good to hear your voice. What's up, brother E? You already know. Ain't nothing, man. All right. So you go ahead and give yeah, your um, opening if you want, and then I'll go ahead and give my opening since we bringing you on. I ain't got much, man. All I'm going to say is this. Like, you already know, E. I mean, obviously, like Shay said, the candidates, you know, all of them look pretty good. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really don't think we can go wrong with any of those guys. And we got such low-hanging fruit. I'm really putting all my, all my stock is really into the coach. So I'm not saying that, the, you know, the DS don't matter. Or, and certainly the personnel definitely matters, man. But I don't think we're going to really be messing up a bunch of picks right now. When we don't really can't make a bunch of free agent stuff up. But all I said, I like the candidates, so it does matter to the GM. But I'm ready to see who we pick as the coach because I think that's going to have the biggest effect on, you know, what this team is really going to look like next year. You know, and obviously, you know, figuring out what they're going to do with the quarterback position too. So as far as Matt is concerned, you know, I really – I watched it, you know, several times. I dissected it. Like she said, what you got, you got a humble man. And you know what? It's really all you can ask for at this point. I mean, I know we want to look into, the, you know, Chris being in the room, this, that, and the other man. But first of all, that's that man's team. So I'm going to be real. You know, he probably got to pass it on to somebody when he leave up out of here. Hopefully, you know, they got to take a huge step back. But for the media, the things, he's just going to be like, yeah, we out of it. You know what? Maybe they are out of it, but you know what? That's not our business. It's his, it's his shit. So if he's worth $10 billion, so he got some family members on him, as long as it's smart enough to get out of the way and it doesn't affect the GM, he said he knows that he's got to make a point and let them know that they're going to be good. I trust that. And I trust that this organization still has value. So I'm ready to get it popping. And right now, that's all I got. But right, I'm looking at my girl MJ on the NFL Network, and I just can't stop looking. So y'all go ahead and carry it away right now because I got to have me a moment with MJ. I ain't mad at you. Oh, you should see this dress right now. Oh, my God. I showed that 5 view on her. I ain't mad at you, brother. Let me get into my intro because that's what we do here on the Shakedown. Sometimes we take a step to the side because we want everybody to get their time, and that's how we do moving forward. So basically, man, I just want to go over the Mara interview once again. The press of that is, I mean, he's saying things that, you know, as we discuss Shakes, he didn't run, but the fact that he even had his presser, you know, set up towards his narrative, and I don't know what the fans understand what I mean by that, is that he took a dictatorship approach to his presser, and there was only a certain amount of questions that he let everybody know prerequisitely going in that he was going to answer. But I want to say this, regardless to his game plan going into the presser, it was a failure. Because what you cannot do to smarter people than you is allow them to get time to learn how to question you. So what they did was they used their senses and said, you know what? Oh, he said we can't talk about that. But we're going to eat around the cookie. And at some point, we're going to be able to fire off one or two right where we needed to go. 
So they threw the darts right where it needed to go to hit the bullseye. And as you can see, I don't know how many people saw the visual on the presser, but he was doing a lot of blinking. He looked like he was having some type of mental conniption at some point. And you can tell he was getting frustrated because the questions that they asked are the actual questions that we would have asked. They just did it in their way. So shout outs to the Giants news reporters and beat writers for doing a great job in getting the questions out. And I thought he did a great job of answering them. I'm not going to sit here and act like he didn't answer them. All he said is this and what he said is that because they targeted certain and specific things and he had no choice but to speak on it. Now, is he a liar? We're going to see that. Is it bullshit? We're going to see that. So great job by the media. I don't really care about John Mara, but we got what we needed. So moving forward, I'm satisfied with those answers. I'm ready to get these candidates selected, and I'm ready to move forward with this team in a positive direction. All right. Um, we all, we do got another co-host. I'm going to bring him on in a second. But um, I have a question for the whole panel, and it's like um, – my question is, in this GM search, who do y'all trust more to uh, do something well with the organization and Saquon Barkley? Now, I know OG Shown is the enemy. But I'm going shown the enemy. I just want to know the enemy. That's I'm going shown because if shown comes in, the enemy is going to be brought with him. With him. I'm going shown the enemy. I'm sorry, is it shown or polls? Polls, right? Yes, polls. Yes, polls, polls. You know why? Because I don't even want to say his name. That's what it is. So we just going <laughs> polls. He's going to say polls. It just, it's crazy to me, but. Brian polls. Polls the enemy. I think polls the enemy and also my guy from Tennessee. Is it Corwin? Cor- Cor- Corwin? Corwin was his name, right? The Tennessee Titans guy that we talked about yesterday? Yes, I don't know. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Cowden. Counting. Right, right. I I trust that. I trust that. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good answers. Um I I really I really want Harbaugh to be the head coach and I'm trying to figure out who's the best GM that would probably make the toughest pitch for him. And and, and honestly, I can see Riddick doing that. What do y'all think? Yeah, man. You know, I know it most definitely Lewis Riddick, bro. It ain't even – I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to push nobody else to the side. Shakes a thousand and ten percent, if that's a real number for some people. A thousand and ten percent, Lewis Riddick and Jim Harbaugh. I lose my mind. Well, I, lose my, well, I lose my mind we get that. Can I get my answer in here real quick? I uh... – I like Harbaugh. I really think that is a far-fetched idea, considering he is the epitome of a control freak. We have a, a uh, owner who's really having a hard time letting go, and he's definitely going to let go, but there is no way I see him tipping his hat to Harbaugh because Harbaugh is not going to ask for it nicely. He's not going to ask for it a little bit at a time either. And I just don't see it happening. And not only that, 
as much as I like Harbaugh, and, you know, he's been away for a minute. I think he's won about 49 games total in his three or four years career. And, I mean, he's very successful with Kaepernick because he was able to do with those great defenses and all that. But the one thing he has not shown me that he can do consistently is that he can be a leader consistently amongst men. And that's why he is in the college ranks because he's a complete control freak, and I don't think he's going to be able to do well long-term with people making as much money as they do. I'm not saying he can't, but I don't want to bank on it as much as I like him. And um, so I do want to offer some mind, and I think that, you know, I mean, maybe we will go young. I don't know, but if we decide to go old, you know, I would like, you know, you know to maybe go like Willa Caldwell, or, you know, if if they're going to do something like that, if not, then I kind of like a uh, – I don't think they're going to do the kid out in New England, but that would be a possibility to me. But whoever they go, I think I want to hey, offensive minded. Yes, I think, yes, in Dallas. I, I definitely want an offensive minded head coach, and I'll tell you why. Not one, especially during this pandemic, it's God forbid somebody out, you got to be able to run the offense. And uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the defense we have, if Graham doesn't is not retained, then I'm, I'm pretty sure we can find somebody that can do a decent job with this defense. But to me, moving forward for the next two, couple of years, the concentration is going to be heavily on the offense and scoring points. So anyway, that's all I got on that right now, man. No, no, and, and just real quick on the offensive thing, I think I'm with you on that as well. Uh, not not necessarily your reasoning, but because our offense has been so anemic in these past few years, especially. Um, man, it's been a long time. So I think that we have to focus on trying to be one of those dynamic offenses like everybody else is doing in, in this league today. Mm-hmm. You have to be a dynamic offense to keep up with these guys, man. And, yeah, the defense is definitely important and definitely important to me, but I think our defense is fine. Like you said, we have to really focus on this offense and trying to get into a dynamic factor. We also got J-Rock and LRP with us. What's going on, fellas? What it do? Yeah, what's up, Thomas? My guy. What's good, what's good? What'd you do, man? Peace, 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 love. What's good, Rock? LRP, what's up, baby? We have no problems in Houston. Not a one. He's probably listening in the background, and he'll be joining, joining us shortly. So, J-Rock, let me ask you. You did your homework on any of these GMs yet, or what? I don't know. All right. I don't know. But, hey, all right. So, I know yesterday, I, you right, know you what? The person that I want, I don't think they're going to interview. I don't think they're going to interview Lewis Riddick. I wanted, I wanted Riddick four years ago. I know, we all did. Him. So I don't even see, is he even on the list? Did they, He's did on they, that list. They right? say they're bringing him in. He's on the list. He's on the list. Good, good. So that's who I want. And I already said yesterday I want Eric Bieniemy. Chris told me he wasn't on the list. 
peace for peace to y'all, man. What's going on? But Chris yeah. said he wasn't going to be on the list for one reason, one reason alone. It's because he said he wanted to take it happy. And everybody's all killing him over. I'm telling you, man. I want him on the list, but that's not going to happen because of that. Watch. That one dumbass thing. Uh, I man, know you said you want to be enemy, right? So, do, are yeah. you like the Ryan, the the Poles kid from Kansas City? Poles. <laughs> I, I don't know nothing about him. I only I'm only interested in the people I want. I ain't fucking with nobody yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they good, you don't care. All right, then bring them in, man. Man, they if they choose them, then they choose them, bro. Then I'll find out about them. But I'm right. interested in people I want in this building. Wait. And that's Aaron so right now as head Reddit, coach right? and Lewis Riddick. And, and you want to be enemy that's as enough. a head. Well, they that's, sure that's want to be in the world of death, aren't they? they got, well, I'm telling you right now, man, I, I think the best opportunity for me to get Harbaugh is Riddick. That's, he, Riddick is not my number one guy, but he he's – He's up there. He's on my list of guys. But um, my guy is Pioli, and I don't know if Pioli would necessarily go that route with Harbaugh. Because they, they just two two dynamic dudes. I don't know. They would clash. They would clash. But I See, think Reddick would Harbaugh would clash on anybody. I don't think That's Harbaugh would. Uh, clash with Reddick. I think I think he would compliment him. Yeah, I think with that dude, knowledge between the both of them, man, of a happy meal, man. For real. Yeah, but I you think know? that knowledge between the both of them men will fester and turn into something great, man. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I want I want them to have that fire like that. I just don't want it to turn into a place where it becomes flammable and it's not, you know, and it's combustible. But I want them to have that. Hey, no, I'm telling you, listen, dude, this is what it is. Hey, Jim, I'm telling you now, this, I want them to have that. I don't want these yes-men suckers in here. I want that. <laughs> yes-men suckers. Yeah, man, that's what we calling them from now on, yes-men suckers. I don't want that, brothers. And the enemy ain't no sucker either. Let's get that out there. You know, hey, man, and I'm 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 tired of the narrative they saying Andy Reid calling the plays. Fuck that shit. He ain't calling the plays. And Eric Bieniemy <laughs> is coming up with the game plan. He's doing everything, man. All this that's bullshit they talking. That's why he's not. Come on, man. I'm tired of that. Andy Reid may but, talk. But here's, let me but ask you this. Hey, let me ask you this. Now we talking because you know while we all really kind of supporters Bieniemy because I am, but I'm I just don't know number two things. Can he, I know he can call plays, but is, can he coordinate and can he work with a quarterback? You know, I mean, like, is he making these plays or is he just calling Andy Reid plays? You know what I mean? Seriously. I mean, I get that he knows when to call the plays and all that, but I, we really need somebody who can actually coordinate the offense and, you know, I mean, do you see him doing that? I'm not saying he can. I'm just asking, yeah. do you have that confidence in him? I, I had a confidence in him. I don't know. You know what I'm saying we don't know if he's calling the plays. We don't know if he's coming up with the game plan. But he's the offensive coordinator, isn't he? That's his title. I'm talking about the scheme he and all that other stuff. Something. You know what I'm saying? Or is he just calling the plays? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because there's a difference between calling the plays and actually putting the scheme together. I don't know neither. 
Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know, I I'm, if he's I'm willing to give him a chance. That's kind of important. <laughs> that's kind of important. I'm willing to give him a chance, man. Well, all his life, right, the man has been on an offensive side of the ball when it's come to coaching. Running backs, running backs, mm-hmm. running backs, assistant head coach, running backs, coordinator, running backs, coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's all he knows. Yeah. Hell yeah, but that's, that's like the obvious, but can he coordinate the offense, man? No, it ain't. You know, know people don't know that. Yeah, he can coordinate. coordinate. You know, he, he, he got, got you know, people don't know that that's what's going on with him. Got to coordinate. A lot of Giants fans don't follow Kansas City. I mean, on real talk, though, man, I just need somebody who can actually coordinate the offense and, you know, come up with new plays. And, and if I, I mean, I don't, you know, because I know that Andy Reid is really good at that. So I don't know if this man is just calling the plays or if he's actually coordinating the offense and, and coming up with the actual scheme. So, I mean, I, this is not for anybody. I love myself. I love that brother. I need somebody who knows what they're doing. Anybody not giving nobody a chance. It's about letting, giving, letting somebody take advantage of the opportunity, but they better know what the hell what they're doing. They come up in here. Okay, so let me just let me just say this in, you know, contrast to what you're saying, right? He wouldn't be so highly sought out if he wasn't doing his job. I'm not making no assumptions, man. I'm not thinking I'm not, like, I'm only I hope saying that, what he, what he the ownership doing? ain't either. I just think that because if we don't know the answer between all of us, then we just don't know the answer. But we ain't no reason to make no assumptions. The man would be sort out like the reason that, why he ain't got. You can also say the reason why he ain't got a job this far, man. Look, I love the dude, but I'm just trying to be <laughs> man. I'm just trying to be real about it, man. Fuck that shit, you know. <laughs> Know you know going. why? Because you, you harping on the coach more than anything. So always, you want to make sure that this situation what? is correct. <laughs> but look at all these other bums we gave always chances what? to. Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens. All these other bums. And that's Jason how come I don't understand the years that we gave him off as a coordinator job. I want a dude who got about five phone books full of plays of his own and shit. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want somebody to call somebody else's shit. I want somebody to be like, this is my offense. That's right. right. What's wrong with that? That's the end. Right. (laughs) Then that's him. Let's roll that. Leading leading teams being first in yards per game and points scored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Like, get it out there. Like let you. I don't I mean, care how the you got to put it Like you said, how you know you ain't calling Andy's plays. Come on, man. We ain't doing that today. That makes that offense. Andy, Andy Reid stick. Andy Reid be on the sideline. He chips. I mean, where would that offense be without Mahomes though, man? Stop playing with me. Oh no. But wait, let's talk about who who plays? Who plays? You think by How good are you? Those You think Byron Left was calling his plays? Or he was he calling yeah, his plays? Uh, I think yeah, I trust him. He a quarter goddamn quarterback. I think Byron called his plays. <laughs> I think Byron got a whole bunch of offense. For real. I would honestly I would oh, probably trust uh, Byron. Listen, I would trust Byron more. I trust a quarterback more than a motherfucking running back. I'm sorry, man. What the fuck is you hurt? I, I trust Byron. So, no, all right, man. So hold I mean, up. I mean, Let me ask you this then. Let me ask you, do you respect Kellen Morton because of that? Who? You, you respect Kellen Moore? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys Moore. offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Do I respect him? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I respect him as far as his knowledge of the game, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to know. I, yeah, I come ain't on, knocking. man. I mean, I like Kelly Moore. Back, oh. man. Come on, man. We'll get it twisted. I like Kelly Moore. He's a good guy. Good coach. Go ahead. I mean, don't you don't you think a quarterback on really know the offense is like a motherfucker though for real, for real? I mean, it gives him a, a, a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it offense. gives him a heads up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking Jason Garrett is from nothing. He was a quarterback. Yeah, he was an awful offensive coordinator. Well, he was awful. Like, what are we talking about over here? Like, well, you know what? Garrett ain't no Like, a lot of other coaches and players, the team really could get this shit done. But that man had the number one offense. For three to four fucking years in a row, man. So y'all reach no, him all you want to, but the reality is he had success yeah. other motherfucking places. Oh, he did. His office was scoring some fucking no, points. He didn't. His ass got fired because he didn't have it. Man, he had dollars no. fucking our ass for years, man. What you talking about, man? Stop playing with me. That wasn't man. him, though. That wasn't okay. him calling the play. They, 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 oh, they, they, they snatched him off the office, but they didn't the ball. He ain't here, man. He ain't here, and it ain't Wednesday. All we did was bring up a quarterback because you said you trust a quarterback and not a running back. So we brought up a quarterback I'm, and it just so I happens said, to be I, the I one we I think it gives him advantage, yes, and I'm standing mm-hmm. on that shit. So if you can find one motherfucker in there who didn't, you didn't I, like, so be it. But I still stand on that shit. Yeah, hey, I agree with you. I trust a quarterback. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, to me, it ain't even really a debate. Why wouldn't you? It only makes motherfucking sense. You know, I mean, I, I like Eric enemy too, man. But you think the quarterback ain't got no schematic better than the motherfucking running back? Come on, man. God damn. You're successful. I'll tell you that. That's all I want. I want the success. Well, hey, I do too. Like I said, I like the enemy, man. But I definitely, when you come to Byron Leftwich, I fucks with that kid. Oh, I, believe, I damn sure believe he know what the fuck he's doing. That's cool. I'll, I'll roll with that. We, we, we all rock with Byron Leftwich. Nobody is against that. We just talking about the enemy, your feeling towards that, and your feeling towards everybody else. I like the enemy, but he wouldn't be my first candidate. Okay, so then if we if if it happens, you straight though. Yeah. Okay, then let's put Kel's case on that envelope, put that in the mail, and send it in. We straight. You rolling? Yeah, honestly, head coach is really my biggest thing. I'm really looking at is this head coach, man. You know, so and then obviously. Okay, so so real quick, the quarterback right there. I want to make sure we don't miss this. Who is your number one choice? If I might have not heard it, I don't know if I did or not. Who's your number one choice for head coach? Uh Uh, I don't really know if I have one, man. I don't. I left with. I mean, no. I like. Well, I thought we were talking about him. Well, I was. Well, as far well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, Byron. I would. I mean, he might be worthy of a chance. He'd be definitely the interview. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really know, fellas. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't. I could probably tell you who I don't want more than who I do want. So I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of, just, you know, just kind of waiting. Don't don't you, man. I, I'm, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want, you know, as far as people who have been kind of excited <laughs> to come in, like the one dude that jumps out of me is that dude Peterson. I don't want that motherfucker. I don't want him on the, I need, you know, I know he was floating around. Um, 
you won Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, uh, listen, you asked me who I didn't want. I don't give a fuck. I don't want no fucking <laughs> Philly tribe. Okay? All right. So, God, go ahead, man. I mean, I, uh, I all right, so the up. answer is you don't know who you want at the moment, but you just know who you don't mm-hmm. want. Gotcha. Well, I mean, all right, I'm cool with that. Yeah, you know, for now, I mean, I will have an opinion, obviously, but I ain't got a one yet. It, to me, right now, it's about like combinations. Like, I'm looking at DMs, and I'm like, all right, well, what coach could match? Like, I'm doing my own match. You know what I mean? Y'all know how y'all used to do that shit? In Riddick and Dry Flores. The, the, That's the, our combo. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Riddick and Flores is the combo, or Ortiz and Hardball. Mm-hmm. You work with Hardball's brother. Who's that dude out of Baltimore? Baltimore? Who's the guy from Baltimore? Perfect mix. Mm-hmm. I heard we're going after him, man. I heard that's who we really want. Like the Hortiz Harbaugh. That is, you're good. You're good. Or show, and the third option is showing in the ball or Barber Doll or whatever the hell that dude's name is. <laughs> Barber Doll. Showing in the ball. Yeah, that's the third choice. Either mm-hmm. one of those three, bro, that, that's the move. Riddick Flores, Barbadol, and um, Sean. Barbadol. And Hoyt. Listen, I really believe, now, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a little off, so. But I really believe this common, like, I think it has some, I just got this feeling like they really want to make sure they get this interview with Flores, man. I think they elevate, escalate that shit with Judge. I think at first they was going to kind of judge around, but they saw him get released, and I they were like, "Oh shit, game on, let's let's get this shit moving." So maybe not just him, maybe that the reality is they had to hurry up and jump started. But I think when you saw shit like top motherfuckers, you know, getting fired and already sought after for new interviews, the shit is on. So they, I I like the fact that they already interviewed what three or four candidates. So I think they talking about maybe like early next week they're gonna have a decision on this GM shit. So. What are y'all thinking? How do y'all soon do y'all think it's going to get wrapped up? And feel free to tell me who y'all think they're going to end up with GM-wise. I think it's done by next Thursday, without a doubt. By this time next week, we'll be just talking about who the head coach will possibly be in that combination aspect. But I just want to give y'all some updated news. They are talking about Joe Schoen crushed his interview. Now, they ain't say that about nobody else. What a surprise. Right? right? They ain't say that about nobody mm-hmm. else, right? Joe Schoen crushes his interview with New York Giants per sources. Here we go. Now, hold on. already told me. Now, I, I feel I two could, ways. I could admit. Really, I feel two, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Steve. But I feel two ways about it. Number one, I'm like, yo, this is, it makes me realize, like, these motherfuckers mm-hmm. really don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like the first guy that comes in the building, oh, man, he made so, oh, he's made such a huge impression. 
Like, like y'all are that inept in football knowledge that the first guy wows you. That's not good. But yeah, you know I mean, I feel good about the guy because now it, it, it's kind of um, unfair to the guy because it's not his fault that he was the first goddamn guy that was interviewed. And yes, he's a good coach. So I, you know, what I mean, it's not so far fetched to think that he did wild him, but fact that, you know what I mean, the first guy comes in the building, here, here, here we go again, you know what I mean, yes, oh, he just wowed us, I, I, come on, man, it's like, please, man, yeah. and you just do your process, please, but go ahead. I was wondering, they went heavy on the Rooney Jones, they was not in the city, how they had that shit pretty motherfucking tournament. Of course they set that up. Let's get to you know. I mean, never mind. They brought in four, five motherfucking brothers, and that's man. They brought you know. I'm ready to go. I'm already spoken on it, bro. Listen, it ain't even about that for me. But I just look at when the one thing I wanted more than any motherfucking thing is people who not only knew what they were looking at talent wise, but who could actually get a feel for true personality of the person in front of them who actually could probably relate and understand the difference between a, you know what, or somebody, you know what I'm saying, somebody they can actually count on, somebody who might just be coming from a rough situation, but who could be all right, could actually really get tempo, might even have a homeboy who went to school with him who could get a real feel of other than just looking at him as a player. You got to really know how to really read these people's personalities. I don't see that shit. From, from not the best opportunity, you know, not at least the best person to make those type of decisions. You need to be able to go in somebody's home and be able to talk to their parents and be able to tell really what you're dealing with, not what you think you're dealing with. And that's the difference. People want to admit that shit, but let me tell you something, man. <laughs> you got to be able to know more than just talent sometimes. And you know what? It's okay. Like I told, like I told E, brother E, I ain't really tripping that much on the GM. Pick the right players, get the contracts. I, I really don't care about it. You know that man. Hopefully, we'll have a good scouting department. But I, I, that shit ain't, just didn't surprise me. And I looked at the candidates online. I could have fucking, I could have bet good fucking money that that was. We'll see. But it ain't even over yet. We'll see. So I ain't gonna get too excited. All right, I'm done. Ran over. My bad. Can I bring something to you guys' attention about the Brian Flores name? Can I just talk about it for a second? The New York Giants are only just beginning their search for a general manager, and John Mara has already said the new GM will lead the search for the new head coach. But that hasn't stopped fans and media from speculating about who could, should, or would be the next head coach for the Giants. NFL insider Jordan Schultz is reporting that Brian Flores, already one of the most popular names being floated around, could be a legitimate candidate. Don't sleep on the prospect of Brian Flores to the Giants. I'm told John Mara respects and like Flores, a Brooklyn native, and that Flores would be the priority for the G-Men job or near the top of the list per source close to the situation. That's from SB Nation, Big Blue View. This article came out today at 3.55 p.m. I'm sorry, 5.39 p.m. Hey, Valentine. So, names are flowing. Things are being said. 
situations are up in the air. I like to do from Tennessee. Where we go. What's the guy from Tennessee? <laughs> the the GM from Tennessee candidate or they do. No, the dude, the candidate from uh, the candidate who's from uh, Tennessee. I think he was a player, VP of player personnel, something like that, right now. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, he, I, think he been, I was talking about him. I was talking about him yesterday. I was talking about him yesterday. I'll get to all the candidates too, if everybody is not familiar with everybody. I'll get to them right now. Um, this guy. Um, Monty Ossenfort is a candidate from Tennessee. Also, mm-hmm. um, Joe Schoen, Monty Ossenfort, Adrian Peters, he's from the 49ers, Joe Ortiz, we all know he's from the Great Ravens, Ryan Poles, the Chiefs, Ossenfort, the Titans, Cardinals, uh, my guy, Ryan Cowden, that dude, right? That's who you're talking about, OG. If you need to know his name, Ryan Cowder. Okay. All right. VP of player personnel. But you know he has um, ties to Dave Gettleman, right? Well, everybody has ties to Dave Gettleman. He was with him when they was at the Panthers. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, um, they, they actually did a pretty good breakdown of the candidates on uh, on Big Blue, uh, I mean, on the Giants website, man. You know, I want me to play them. I have to play them. It's like they're like two and a half minutes apiece. They got one on Ryan Poles, Quentin Harris, and uh, Adrian Wilson, and Joe Schoen. They, you know, they break down. And the thing is, they actually did a good job if anybody wants to hear it. I don't want to hear it now. At least check it out later. But they really did a good job breaking them down in like two and a half minute increments. John Schmuck and Paul. Who got? Did they mention who they wanted out out in the open, or they just kept it political? No, but they did a good job breaking them down. They didn't, you know, they didn't. They just throw what you need to know about the GM. They have it right on there. All right. All right. Let me see what's going on in the world. You want? I'll, I'll play it, John. I got it queued up. Fellas, y'all with me? Montaigne. They're two and a half minutes apiece. They're really not long. Yo, my brothers. Yeah, bro. Oh, all right, you rock. What's up, baby? Got that, got that honey, that 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 the spicy apple, baby. What's going on? <laughs> the what? The apple caramel, right? That's what it's called. The apple what? Apple the uh the the the, the royale. 
What is it, apple caramel? Or what? Oh, the, oh, the crown royal? Yeah, it was apple caramel, right? Nah, man. That was well, caramel we had. Caramel. You know, if caramel. I... Okay. If I really just look at these guys' resumes and I look at their rosters and what they were and what they're involved in, who had the most success, I would honestly have to say it would probably have to be that dude, Quentin Harris, for Arizona. You know, he really changed that from starting right when he started back in the Kurt Warner days to now. I mean, he's, he's really done some, not, I mean, everything from being, you know, the receiver wasn't in Hawkins over that day. He's done some really good moves, draft-wise and free agency moves. He's kind of, he did a good job. So that would be my, just resumes, looking at them, and the areas in which they coached, and the players, and the free agencies, I would have to say, his resume is kind of strong. I didn't know he played for, oh, yeah, I forgot he played for the Giants for a short period of time. But, uh, Who was he, safety? I um, believe, yeah, I believe he was. Yep. Nice. He was safety from the Cardinals and the Giants and the Broncos. What year? 98, 99? I, no, he, he, uh, I just remember. I remember him. I remember him. He was, he was no, with yeah. us from the 99 to 2000 no. season, right? He was four seasons. He finished playing in 2007, so he probably started in like 2003, 2002. Oh, Okay. So it ain't the Harris I remember. So, nope, I don't know that dude. <clears throat> 14 seasons in the Arizona Scouting Department. And first as the vice president of player personnel. Dude, mm-hmm. Paul was with the Chiefs for 13 years. That's the one who was... Uh, Playing with Matt Ryan at Boston College, you know you got that Boston College connection. Oh, you know Tom Coughlin gonna come in here and endorse him. You know they like that. But uh, no showing, you know. I mean, twenty years, but I mean, you know. The Bills, twentieth year. I don't know. Yo, Rocky, you know, with me, boy? Rocky, with me, baby? Yeah. All right, so, yo, you know what, OG? Play him up, cue him up. I don't know what's going on. Which one y'all want to hear first? I was waiting for you to say Which one y'all want to hear first? It don't even matter, bro. They all two minutes apiece. I'm going to start with showing. I'm going to go in order. Hold on, hold tight. Here you go. All right, so let me just let the people know what's going on. Listen, we're about to get these excerpts for these GM candidates. You know what I mean? Mute yourselves or whatever. We're about to queue it up. So let's just hear with the guys on Big Blue Kickoff, one of the you know, shows that we all listen to. And uh, let's get that going. Carl Dettino and John Schmelk, here you go. For a new general no, manager. I'm John Schmelk, joined by Paul Dettino. And, Paul, the Giants have interviewed Buffalo Bills assistant general manager, Joe Shane. 
You know, John, 21 years of NFL front office experience, and over the last recent years with the Bills, he's had five playoff appearances, including four with head coach Sean McDermott. And I think what you like about any of these candidates, that they have experience scouting both pro and college, which is essential to the job. Well, you talk about the multi-level of, of uh, pro experience and college experience. That's the key. It's not just a guy who's in the pros or a guy who was only in college. Did both. For example, nine years in scouting both college and pros with Miami, seven years in college scouting prior to that with the Carolina Panthers. So this is a guy who understands all the legwork that's involved at both levels of personnel. And if you look at the past five years with the Buffalo Bills, some of the notable players, Paul, that they've drafted this past year, Gregory Rousseau, Carlos Basham, you're going to notice a bit of a trend here, Ed Oliver, defensive tackle, A.J. Epinesa, defensive end, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, Tredavious White, cornerback. That's a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball that they've drafted that have been successful. But, of course, the guy on top of the mountaintop that helped turn around that franchise has to be Josh Allen. Yeah, there's no question. They did get their franchise quarterback while he was there. They also made a huge trade to get Stephon Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings. A gutsy, gutsy move, but they pulled the trigger on a big deal and got that superstar wide receiver that helped push them into true championship contention. And free agency, you talk about another aspect of the job, bringing in a guy like Cole Beasley, who's been a very effective slot receiver for them as well. So a lot of experience in the Bills right now, Paul. One of the most successful franchises in the AFC. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that when you look over the recent times that, that Buffalo has been one of those, quote, model organizations on that side of the ledger. Whether or not they win a championship, that still remains to be seen. But the fact that they're in contention, as they are these last couple of years, really tells you a lot about their people. And by the way, that's bringing them back from an era when they were not in contention for a lot of years. So he was part of the process that helped bring them from a team that was, you know, perennially near the bottom of that division, now they're at the top of it. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the things that really attracts the Giants to him is that he has seen how he has been part of a development that has climbed the mountain, not somebody who was just handed a silver spoon and already went into a situation where they were winning. And, of course, whoever the Giants hire, they hope that candidate will be able to do the same for them. For Paul Dottino, I'm John Schmelk. We'll keep track of all the interview candidates as the offseason continues. We'll see you next time. You know, ready for Adrian Wilson? Here we go. In America, the future belongs to everyone. Adrian Wilson, here we go. Giants continue their search for their next general manager. Joined by Paul Dottino, I am John Schmelk. And Paul, the Giants interviewing Adrian Wilson, former NFL safety. Giant fans should remember him, who a very good player in the back end, also the Arizona Cardinals VP of Pro Personnel. Well, let's talk about him as a player first because that's where he cut his teeth in the NFL. Twelve NFL seasons with the Cardinals, went to five Pro Bowls. Now, if you remember anything about him as a player, tough, hard-nosed, hit like a truck, and certainly loved to stuff things against the run from the back end. So you know this guy's got a lot of football blood in him. He was one of those box safeties yeah. now. He was a very physical player. Now he, he'd probably be an undersized linebacker in today's <laughs> game with all these 220-pound linebackers running around. Now, Paul, what you like is that he had success with two different head coaches in Arizona, yes. Cliff Kingsbury 
and Bruce Arians. Yeah, uh, went to the playoffs with both of those coaches over the course of his seven years with the Cardinals organization. And again, this is a guy who you like the fact that he's been diversified because during his time in the scouting and personnel department, he had some experience with the college area, also had some experience with the pro area. And obviously he understands football players. He was one for a long time. He was around them. He understands what makes them tick. And, you know, it's very easy to scout somebody's tape. What are they good at on the field? But to get the judge of the type of player they are to bring in to, to make that culture in the organization right, I feel like former players will have a really good insight into finding those right types of guys. Well, because they can also understand some of the pitfalls a little bit better sure. because they went through them as players. It's not just somebody sitting across the table from you saying, well, I think I know what you mean. No, this guy knows what you mean. All right, now let's talk about some of the players that the Cardinals have drafted, Paul, over the years. And some of these names should be familiar to Giant fans. On the defensive side of the ball, Isaiah Simmons, a couple years ago, a player that we had a lot of debate as to whether or not the Giants might select him. Zayvon Collins in this past year's draft, a big, unique 260-pound linebacker that plays on the edge. There's a lot of different things. Then you go back a few more years before that, a guy like Buda Baker, who was a second-round pick and has really turned in to one of the leaders on their defense. And, of course, all these picks are important, obviously, but the one that matters the most that really got Arizona going down the path they're on is Kyler Murray first overall. Yeah, and that was a gamble, to be honest with you, knowing that he had the baseball background. And a lot of people said, well, does he have the heart for football? And even if he does, because he is a scheme-specific guy, well, Kingsbury is probably the guy who's going to make it work but how successful is he really going to be? And, well, I think the proof's in the pudding right now. Cardinals heading into the postseason, no doubt about it. For Paul Dettino, I'm John Schmelk. Continue tuning in to Giants.com, all the Giants social media platforms, and other media avenues as we continue to track who the Giants are interviewing for their next general manager. They say it's not about where you start. It's Quinn Harris, and then there's one more other candidate. Empowered by the information, knowing that For the Arizona Cardinals. This is a guy who actually has a connection to the New York football Giants. He was in training camp during the 2006 season, a defensive back, played free safety in the league for about five years, and again, had one summer camp with the Giants, didn't make the final cut, but the connection to Big Blue is something that I'm sure he's very fond of. And a former player, you don't have a ton of former players in those general manager roles. No, you don't, but the one thing about these kinds of guys is that they can understand what people are saying on the opposite end of the table, maybe a little bit better than someone who's only been in administration. But he has even more experience at this point as a personnel executive than he had as a player. 14 years, Paul, in the Cardinals organization spanning four different coaches. Yeah, uh, college and pro departments in terms of his scouting experience, been to five playoff trips, including one uh, trip to the Super Bowl with the Cards, Wisenhunt, Arians, Wilt, Kingsbury. You mentioned the four coaches. Boy, you talk about a guy who has dealt with a bunch of different personalities. That's got to say a lot about his demeanor. And you take a look at the way they've drafted over that period of time. Obviously, it's impossible to know, you know, what players to link to what person in their department, who's drafting who. But the Cardinals, after having, as you well know, Paul, from the 80s through the 90s, there wasn't much more right. of a barren wasteland of playoff appearances than the Arizona Cardinals. But 
really in the last 15 years, which coincides with his tenure, they've had a lot more success. Went to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, one very different yeah. type of quarterback. Now they're going to the playoffs with the Kyler Murray. So he can adjust and try to build a team with different styles. Well, you know, it also tells you by some of the trains and free agent moves that they've made that they're also not uh, too afraid to take a risk, take a gamble, and to get that guy who will get them into the next step of being a contender. Talk about A.J. Green, a veteran they brought in. J.J. Watt, a veteran they brought in. So they were not afraid to trade. You know, they ended up making that trade uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different moves by a different avenue right. that have helped get the Cardinals to where they are. And as a GM, you have to be able to exercise all those different levers to get success. No question. We're talking about a, a department that he's been a huge part of that has been bold and, and not crazy about doing what they think they need to do. Hey, we think we can go for something? Let's go do it. And that's something that a lot of people sometimes have a little trouble doing. We will continue to track, Paul, all the Giants interviews for their new general manager right here on Giants.com and all the Giants social media platforms. Make sure you stay tuned. The New York Giants continue their search for their next general manager. Today, the Giants interviewed Ryan Poles, an executive with the Kansas City Chiefs, Paul, their executive director of player personnel, an organization he's been with for 13 years. You know, John, this is one of those guys who has been with an organization and obviously succeeded there, but also wanted to stay. You'll see a lot of people over the course of the NFL who will bounce around at different spots. This is a guy who has just been in one spot, been very comfortable there, gotten it done there. So it's a, a very interesting choice that they would uh, want to talk to him. And he spanned a lot of different regimes yeah. here, so different coaches and different general managers that have kept him along, which means they recognize his talent in finding players. Yeah, he was brought into Kansas City by Scott Pioli, the longtime front office executive, who, of course, had time with the Jets and the Dolphins and the Falcons and Kansas City. But that was the first guy who brought him in. Uh, the last four years, he's been involved in personnel, uh, all four playoff seasons under Andy Reid, gone to a Super Bowl, also won a Super Bowl. So uh, the track record of recent success is really off the charts. No question about it. Helps, of course, when you draft a guy like Patrick Mahomes, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and obviously, you know, Paul, you know, people laugh about it now. That was not an easy pick. You know, when you look back at, at when that pick was made, he was a guy that played street ball in college. But uh-huh. they envisioned that if they get him with Andy Reid, who obviously is an offensive guru, knows how to – you know, mold quarterbacks that it was something that could work at the pro level. And, you know, John, that says a lot about being in parallel with your coaching staff. Because if you draft a guy like Pat Mahomes, you better know what your coaching staff's going to do with him creatively. Otherwise, it's not going to work too well. And understand something else about this Chiefs front office. You know, they played Tampa in the Super Bowl, and their offensive line had an awful difficult time trying to get it done. So what did the Chiefs do? In one offseason – they went hot, wild, crazy, rebuilding that offensive line to the point where now they're a contender again. And, Paul, they're not afraid to trade picks. That's something else. They've been very aggressive. You look at the last two drafts. They've only had a first-round pick once in their past four years. There it is, fellas. The breakdown. Of these prospects, so sorry about the uh, last minute cutoff, but hopefully I got a little bit better sense of uh, who's who, what they bring to the table, and uh, I think uh, they're all pretty solid. So don't think there's really any going too wrong. 
in my mind, that excitement was there for sure. You feel me? <laughs> I'm just saying, they broke them down. I heard it all. They really excited about Sean. He said some great things about everybody. Like you said, those are great, you know, breakdowns, short, concentrated, right to the point. You know, if you just need to catch up on knowing who these guys are. You did a great job, as you said, OG. Thank you for that, brother. That was a big thing. That was something that, you know, that's kind of key, you know. But there was a little bit in my mind. I heard a little bit more excitement on the Shoney. I look for that too, man. You know, I like to read between the lines, and I really, yeah. you know, I even looked at it because they had their faces, and I thought they actually did kind of unbiased. I, you know, I really looked at Paul's face to kind of see, and they seemed to come up. Yeah, I didn't you know, see the visual. With the same level of excitement and, and points for everyone. So I was like, okay, you know, they, they you know, maybe they were something there, but they, they, they did a pretty good job being unbiased. Uh, so. But, it is, you know. but my, you know what? Even though Lewis Riddick is my guy, that's the person I want them to pick. I think most of these guys are young guys, and they and they thinking different from what what they what the Giants were used to. So I I I wouldn't be mad at whoever they pick, as long as they do stuff differently than what we've been accustomed to these past ten years. Right. Can I also add to that, J Rock? You know what I was thinking about the whole time I was listening to. And break them down. I was thinking about this. What kind of GM do I want? Do I want a GM who was offensively successful, or do I want a GM who was on the side of a team that's defensively successful? Most of these guys are offensively successful. If you think about their teams, right? Tennessee, Kansas City, the Buffalo Bills. Right, they're they're offensively mm-hmm. successful with new, innovative, so they new innovative quarterbacks. Right, they have new innovative quarterbacks. The Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? You could say the Forty ers too because they just picked Trey Lance. But each of these guys exactly. have picked a new quarterback in this era to move forward with, just in case at some point in their franchises. Well, I mean, Sean was more on the defensive side, but he picked a lot of defensive tackles, defensive ends, mm-hmm. linebackers. So, but he, he he got the quarterback though. He got, he the, got quarterback. the quarterback yeah. though. Right. Let me tell you something. But yeah, but if you look at that, as long as he went to Buffalo, let me tell you something. Before they had their quarterback, they had a lot of bad free agent moves, man, and things that didn't work. I don't really think his his, his draft record is as strong as any of the other candidates, and that's really no bias. I really don't. So, you know, they had, you know, kind of a defense, but they were always the missing Allen brings a lot to the table, no question. But I'm not, I just think his resume is not as, as impressive as the other. Longer, but not as impressive. Like I said, we all hitting it right on the head, pause, when we're talking about it right now. I'm definitely rolling with any one of these guys. And, and J-Rock, just to your point, I don't think any one of these guys is over 49. Like, I think, like, the oldest guy may be, like, 49. The rest are even under 40. There's a couple of guys under 40. There's a guy like, 36. When we got – when you get a GM 36, 
that's it's real. Forty four years old. These dudes is our ages. So I am rolling with both of what you both just said, and that's what I've been begging for. I've been talking about 1980s football. None of these dudes definitely trying to do any of that. So please, man, just bring it on. Let's choose the right guy and just know what you're coming into. Thanks. To me, the right guy is going to be the one who is all about picking the right coach. That's who the right guy is. I'm going to determine that after he picks the coach. That's when I'm going to figure out if he's the right guy. I like all the candidates. They look great on paper. But to me, you know, who they pick as the coach is going to be a huge statement. So we'll see. You know, but... Uh, there's obviously more candidates, I think. Are there more GM candidates left or not? Um, we at nine right now. Yeah. So from what I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we at nine. You know, I think we well, interviewed four. I think we got least, five left. They're going to probably interview at least two of those candidates at least twice, at least two, two more, you know, one more time before they make yeah, a decision. Yeah, I think, so I think right, that. I think. Right. I think, and I'm so happy you said that because it was just right on the tip of my thought process. I think that the top three will be brought in to interview twice. Like the top three will be brought mm-hmm. back next week. Like, look, you know what? You, you, and you, let's sit down and break it down and narrow it down. See, but my thing is this. I hate the fact that Chris Mara is still going to be in the room. I, and don't trip, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, I just I'm I'm just talking my personal feelings. I hate the fact that an unsuccessful scout and that you made seem when you was talking about him like he was doing things. Oh yeah, because you know Chris is a great guy. He's been scouting and this, that, and the third, and that's why we've been losing. Because Chris oh, is wack. Who's even gonna tell okay? your family member to step back? You're not gonna embarrass your family member. Just for the fucking class. First of all, you're brilliant, man. I don't care what you say. I care what you do, man. I really, listen, I really don't expect him to get up there and bash his family member. And, or even have to publicly say that he's demoting them, kicking them out, anything. Why? The man's worth billions is his fucking team. No, we we asking too much sometimes, man. Seriously. I wouldn't do that to the my family either. Fuck y'all. Man. Listen, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only keeping it real off what we know. And I understand he's going to speak how he needs to speak, but that does not mean we haven't seen and, and, and felt the effect of what we know. I'm just saying I hate the fact that he's going to be in the room. That's all, because he ain't got no real scout talent for nothing. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? He, he you don't bring the, the man got a secret when you teach the subject. But it's just like anybody else's, and at the end of the day, it just comes down to the coach and the, and the GM. So, I mean, but I, I get it. You know, if, if my boss's wife keeps suggesting I do something and shit, you know, I might have to do it, but sooner or later I'm probably going to do it just because I don't want to offend her. I get what you're saying. But uh, hopefully, you know, they learn their lesson, man. But I just don't think that they need to say it publicly. I think the dude said it. <laughs> he just can try it as humble as he could be, man. And I just think that we just got to wait and see how it works out. And... Hopefully they learn. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it as long as it, it doesn't cause a problem. 
to the new GM coming in and Chris Mile was like, oh, we got to do it this way, man, that's going to be a problem. And that's the reason why I don't want him in the room because I don't even want him to think he should be a part of what's going on because obviously you've been a part of what's been going on. I don't want your face in here, a Bronx tale. I don't, don't want your face looking at that though, face. Don't he, isn't he part owner? No. That's why he get talked about like that. You ain't how he brought him higher. Like, yeah, Chris is this, Chris is that. But he makes no decision. Well, if John Mayer were to die, who the team going to? Yeah, they say he ain't got no authority, bro. Right. It go to Tish. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably in his will somewhere, bro. You don't know. Yeah, man, I'm just talking, man. I just don't want him in the room, B. I don't want that face looking at this face when he's throwing the dice. I want I want an offensive minded coach, man. That's why I, I want yeah, for an offensive minded GM. Like, we need we need this offense. We need to score some points, man. We need to. We need to uh, I want to be excited when I watch the fucking Lions. So. I want to be excited the moment that we say the team name. We we'll like yo. You know what I mean? We're going to shake down the most dangerous show on the planet. I want to be excited when I say that. I don't want to get on here no more and be like, yeah, you know, you tuned into the most dangerous show on the planet, I think. Or we might be. You know what I mean? But I, I, yo, I just want to be happy again looking at the end by on the side of the helmet and hearing us get on these shows and be so riveted that we don't know how to Hold our composure instead of being angry to the point where we fumbling. And I just want to feel better, bro. Alright, I got a question for the panel. Y'all ready? I know it's a search. I know we spoke about favorites. I got all that. But now we got to bring it to the reality of this thing. What do you guys truly want when it comes to the GM and head coach symbiotic relationship? We talked about it, but we didn't talk in depth with it. You want two offensive-minded head coach and GM duos or you want a defensive minded coach and a head coach do Mitch and match. It doesn't matter. Do you want two offense, two defense or one on both in the spectrum? Because that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. So I'm asking that question to the, you guys, or it doesn't matter to some of you. I mean, as far as the GM, the GM should be balanced. I mean, he, he does, he, his job is to get you players, either offense or defense. So I don't – that whole offensive mind, defensive mind for the GM, I don't care. But, uh, but I, like I just said, I want an offensive mind coach because I want to see a score some points. Copy. Montana? Mm-hmm. As far as the GM, I need a, I need a scout guy. I want – 
Reluctantly, I want a Jerry Reese 2.0. A scout guy, all about the draft, knows these kids. I want that guy as GM. As far as head coach, like, like I Mike Mayock used to be. Offensive. I don't know what happened. You said what? <laughs> I said like, like Mike Mayock used to be. I don't know what happened to him. He used to uh, know every goddamn college player. Right. He dropped off when he went to the Raiders. Nah, he gave it to somebody else. He hired somebody else he trusted in instead of trusting in himself. He was like, you know what, this guy, uh, he, he was under my tutelage. I forget his name, the dude that was under his, like, you know, his protege, and he handed it off to him. Because he wanted to handle um, GM duties. But right. my thing is. Right, but that's a part of GM duties. Exactly. And I, and I, that's the guy I want. I want the guy that's good with the scouts and all that other shit. Like, I want that guy as GM. And then the offensive guy, I want the the offense, I mean, the head coach, excuse me. But the head coach, I want the offensive-minded disciplinarian. So Harbaugh is my favorite because I can put my trust in a quarterback in his hands. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever quarterback y'all do decide, I feel like he's in good hands with Harbaugh. And then the disciplinarian factor of it, because I want to go back to Coughlin, Jerry Reese. That's yeah. the relationship that I want between the coach and GM. Yeah. I want it to be where the head coach has so much respect and pull in the in the um, organization that the GM cannot just say, oh, shut up, boy, and take this. Okay? That's what I want. And in the last few years with Gettleman and, his, and who he was bringing in, there was, shut up, boy, just take it. I don't want that shit. That's what yeah, I want. I want a GM that's going to be, you know, mostly 80% pimp, you know, balancing the books is what you need to do. You need to get me my players and get them, get them as cheap as I can. Get you who I want and get them as cheap as I can. I'm going to be the main person who calls the decisions. I want them to know what he's talking about as far as the players, but I want him to say really who I want, and that's really, you know, I want to call all the ingredients messy, and if I want to do the cook, I just want him to go pay for the groceries and get them at the cheapest price possible, you know, and that comes from trusting and respecting the coach and knowing where the coach, you know, needs, you know, knows what players he needs in order to make his scheme work. So, but I don't want to overly, you know, somebody who thinks they know more about, you know, scouting players than the coach. So, and I just want to remind y'all of one last thing because you're like, yeah, you know, we get this, we be this, that, and I want to be like this, that, and the other. But we was all like that last year. We were so excited about the fucking roster last year. And I told you I will be reminding y'all of this shit, and I'm going to keep reminding you of this. Because coaches matter and players got to play, you know. But we was excited as a motherfucker going in the last year. You know, Satan was off the chain right after the draft. So, I ain't going there this year, man. Players got to play. We got to win some games. I don't give a fuck who we get on this team. We got to start winning because this year was a major letdown, and that's exactly why. I don't give a fuck what happened to this season. I'm glad Joe Judge is gone because this roster did not perform 
to his potential, even with all the injuries. So we ain't got far. We got players, man. We just need a coach and a quarterback and a better offensive line. So we'll see. Right. I keep saying that. Let me answer that after you. Let me get my answer in real quick, Shakes. All right. So basically, I'm not going to lie. I'm very impressed with what the Giants are doing. When you break down these GMs, they're GMs that either had good defenses or spectacular offenses in the last couple of years. Most of them are talent scouts. The same thing I said yesterday. I am all for the guy who is player talent scout, the guy who gets up off of his ass, the guy who flies out to several bowl games, the guy who's sitting in the stance at games we didn't know about, the guy who's like, yo, he's off-site because he's at this game scouting these guys or those guys, not just showing up at a senior bowl or a combine. I'm looking at these guys' resumes. These guys have been involved with handedly and candidly turning these franchises around. But the one thing that sticks out about them all they all got their guy at quarterback in the last four to five years. They all did that. No matter how they started on defense or offense, they got their guy. And I'm very impressed with that right there. So, like I said, if any one of these guys is chosen, I'm going to be a part of whatever. You know what I mean? We all got our favorites. But I definitely, definitely am happy you said it, Shakes. I want a young Tom Coughlin, and Jim Harbaugh is that. I want a young Tom Coughlin. I want that back in the building. You stole my thunder, so I got to keep it short. I love you for it. Great minds think alike. Thank you guys for answering my question. All right. I'm here. Can you hear me? Houston, can you hear me? Power, if you hear me. Yeah, you good. Loud and clear, brother. You good. All right, I'm here. I, just caught, I caught the last bit of that. No, I do not want, and I, I know the essence of what you're saying, Eve chose one, but I do not want. Now look, Coughlin, this Coughlin, you got his two. You're in the ring of honor. We just honored you. That shit, R.I.P. Don't want another, no. No Junior Soprano turning into Tony Soprano. I want a completely different motherfucker taking over the family. You know, just whoever that person is, let that person be that person because I'm, don't get me wrong, he got us two in teams and his disciplinary, whatever, but he had flaws. He didn't play the kids all the time. Didn't give people a shot. He was a little arrogant, too, about what he wanted to do in old school ways in that aspect. You know what I mean? It did take him a while to even kind of, you know, soften up. And it took Michael Strahan looking at him with them beady eyes, like Samuel L. Jackson staring at the cat on the porch until he finally realized, all right, time to do something different. But don't want that again. I don't want to go through that roller coaster. I want this dude to come in and just be him. Both of them, GM, coach, have an identity, defense, offense, and make this shit look right, competitive, skillful. And that's it. And whatever happens after that, you can't be wrong. Now, I don't know 
Because I did step away. So maybe he either chose one from the Bronx and said maybe go out to Coughlin. I don't know. So I can't say this, but my yeah, regulation, nobody is going after Coughlin. You know what I mean? <laughs> nobody is saying go go get Coughlin. But what I'm saying and my thing is, is I want that coach to have that Coughlin prestige, that Coughlin mystique, where he has so much respect in the building that he has some say into the personnel that is coming in. Not be the yes man that Judge was, that Sherman was, that McAdoo was. Not them motherfuckers. I'm talking about a guy that holds so much weight that you can't just say, oh, take this bum fuck from South Dakota and make him a star. No, you can't do that. I want the guy that has so much pull that he says, you know what? There's a guy in Hawaii that looks real good on this offensive line, and I want you to get him. And the GM looks at him and says, okay, show me the film. That's what I want. LRP missed all of that part, but I didn't want to interrupt him. You feel me? He said he only heard the back end, so he must have only heard the Coughlin name and a couple of sentences, but he didn't understand that I was piggybacking off what you said right there, just like how you said it, and also told everybody you stole my thunder, but it was great, so I left it short. So that's why. He was he was a little confused in 50% of what he was saying. That's why he went into the breakdown of Coughlin. We were saying we want what you just said, so I don't got to do it again. Okay, I get it. You want somebody with the cachet as Absolutely. Absolutely. What I heard. But I didn't want to interrupt you, though. You know what I mean? What I heard was. I definitely I want somebody who's very Coughlin. well respected, too, I, but, but not a disciplinary. I, so. I don't want that. I don't want somebody who, you know, I want somebody who the players really like. I want a McVay type dude. I don't want them. I don't want nobody. Yeah, them days. Them I want them respected. For, what? No, them days is over. Like a guy like a disciplinary guy like that. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't want I don't want a I don't want a dictatorship, man. I don't want that. I don't want a disciplinary D type coach. I don't want that. You know, and that's what Coffin was kind of was. It's a new era, man. You can't really have that. These kids don't relate to that shit. So I don't know about that. I, don't know. I mean, I mean, this is my opinion. I just feel like. He's you know, trying to shy away from but that. I don't want to overthink. Yeah, and, and I don't want to overthink. As a disciplinary, let me ask y'all this real quick. Okay. Tough. Yeah, you know I mean, structure. Go ahead. Go ahead. On a lighter, different note, I heard or read today that Colombo beat the shit out of Joe Judge. Did y'all hear that? I heard that he beat the shit out of him. Nah, that they got the all-out fighting that he would. I wouldn't doubt that. I, I mean, this is, yeah, this is coming out. I heard he put a motherfucking molly whopping on him. Like, they had, you know, send his ass to the motherfucking health room. That type of shit. Nah, dude, <laughs> talking about that. Here, right? I heard that. I heard yeah. they fought. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, right. was talking the same. I thought it was right. nothing <laughs> wrong with him. <laughs> Internet ain't about to get me on that one, man. Nah. Yo, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We, 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 we,
My question is, if <laughs> he took him out to the woodshed, right? But if he took him out to the woodshed, we wasn't going to know about that though. Like none of that came out till right now. Ain't no way. Nah, we would have heard he took him to the woodshed at least something. For real. You know what I'm saying? Everybody saw Martin Lawrence right. going to that it's wall, bro. That's, that's something a you fact. Keep if he hit him with a couple of those, we would have heard about those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> uh, that's a good segue. We heard something about that. He get the gas. What? That shit. Third what? base. If no he way. took two to the ribs, we would have definitely heard about that, bro. For real. He was we were under physical day. altercation, but you know, we the details of how far it went or or whatever will, is not known. Something. What? I need more on this, OG. Please um, yeah. send me that. Also. Yo, I'm, maybe looking, I'm looking now. I'm looking now, brother. I'm he, maybe now. that's why the players ain't fucking respect his ass because he got fucked up. <laughs> that's the point. When you get I'm. There's reports saying that they did not. I'm posted. They're saying I'm posted on Twitter right now. They're saying how um, your Thursday get fucked up. You can't fight after your Thursday gets fucked up. You got to walk away. We have lost this tweet. This they're reporting that it did not happen, but the rumor is it actually did happen. Now, I'm not going to go against the rumor that it did happen, but I need to know the extent of what went down. I need statistics. Was there blows thrown, and was there punches taken, and was no, there somebody uh, unconscious? Listen, well, I'm, listen, again, I was not there. Let me, let me reiterate that, my brother. But what I did do for you is I just posted an article where it said they did have a fist fight. So if you go to my Twitter page, it's up there. But don't ask me no more questions because I wasn't there. Okay, I'm just telling you what I fucking read. But, and I, and I heard... The same thing, but uh, I'm just Googled it, and there's a story, you know, there's a couple of stories. One where they denied it, and there's another one saying that they actually did get in a fist fight. But the word from the locker room is they got in a fist fight. I should call your cousin. He'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't there. No doubt. Well, it stands to reason the season that he had, because that happened in preseason. So, there's a reason why wow, that shit was terrible. And well, that happened last year. That happened last year. You, Matter of fact, it came from Jay Glazer, from what I'm understanding. And I remember them saying it was a fist fight, but they ain't never disclosed what happened. Yeah, it's I mean, they never, I always thought that was funny because, you know, for all the Twitter was going on, yeah, yeah, I mean, they had a fight or whatever, but ain't nobody say who won. So the guy that was fired and gone, ain't nobody okay, say something. Right? So it, it just made yeah. it seem a little funny. Like, it's like, it's like if you got a whole bunch of friends with you, right? And, he got his ass whipped back. And then you get your ass beat. You feel me? And ain't nobody saying nothing to you like, yeah, man, you the man, or or yeah, man, you really whooped that nigga ass. They're just like, yeah, 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 y'all fought. Then you know damn yeah, well look, look. you got your ass beat, boy. Look, you know what I'm saying? I just posted. 
I just posted three or four articles. Talking. I think three out of the four are saying that he got his ass whooped. I'm telling you. The man got his ass whooped. I don't even make no shit up. You know, like, you that man got his ass whooped. But I heard, he, I heard he punished the motherfucker, like, on some call me, you know, call me uncle type shit. You know, like, <laughs> the players was lying. That's what I'm saying. I need a little bit of that. I need wherever the article that says he yoked Joe Judge shit out. Uh, I think there is that no, no reporter going to report that. No, I need to know. If you look at those, all those guys just posted, there's plenty of them on. All you, you got to do is Google it. There's plenty of articles talking about they fought. This fight. Okay. Plenty of them. Damn. You know, That's my question. You got to find it. Go When whole Chauncey on them. You went whole chance. He sent in the videotape and everything. Got Kane all messed up. Colombo could have been the dude. But no, that was in Barkley. I saw a video, and I'm the only reason I, I said I saw it because I can't. I know I'm not gonna be able to find. It. I was on social media, and there was a video saying that Jay Glazer reported that players had said that they actually got into a fist fight. And he didn't describe it like a Michael Strahan fist fight, but he did say he whipped the shit out of Joe Judge's ass. And that's that. That's crazy. And if you want to, if you want to six degrees of Kevin Bacon, it, oh, you no. notice that he he knowledge he threw the fist fight on the sideline shot at Washington. On his own accord. Um, so, psychologically, that was already a Floridian slip. Y'all don't remember when the man's eye was dotted? He, he had a cut over his eye. You don't remember that? Hey, Joe Judge had domestic violence? Yeah, yeah, he had that cut over his eye early in the season. Of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And you turned the like Look like he had Michael Tyson, Mike Tyson's cut man. <clears throat> that shit was... Feel real pretty, but did he have domestic violence shades on? I got yo. You know what? Now I'm gonna go back all the way when that happened, and I'm gonna watch Joe Judge interviews and look and all that and see what went down. Now I'm gonna look at stuff. Now I'm gonna go back. I tell y'all about it. I'll do it later on tonight when nobody is up in my house. Like let me go back to the date when Camp Post put the put. The, Put the Bahamadia on Joe Judge. You feel me? Gave See if you can find a Kimbo Slice video for Yo, I, I, listen. Chop blocked him. Kimbo. You feel me? He used to be an offensive lineman. Cut blocked him. Whatever he did. Chop block, cut block. Whatever he did. You know what I'm doing right now, fellas? Just to let y'all know what's playing in my background. I'm watching the 2000. And seven NFC championship game. You know what I'm saying? The Tundra Bowl in Green Bay. Looking at Plaxico. Looking at Brandon Jacobs. Looking at our defense. Or fucking Antonio. Or fucking Antonio Pierce. Numbers ain't never say 53. It was like 52 and a half piece of three. Stretched out. <laughs> For real. Looking at, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at Plax. Looking at what's going on out here. I'm just, I'm just, you know, just have something in the background while I'm talking to my brothers, looking at the hard, hard nose, blocking, 
scared, man, looking at Snee and the boys. You know what I'm saying? Eli, Manan. Yo, man, they got to get a quarterback, man. I hope they don't get a quarterback. Kenny Pickett or Deshaun Watson. Everything on the table. And they said if they get Riddick, yo, if they get Riddick, Flores, and Watson, Watson, See, that's that's the debate I can't wait to have is like once we get to the point of the, like do we go free agent or do we get one of these kids in the draft and stop letting everybody lie to us talking about they ain't no motherfucking quarterback in the draft. You know that's stupid ass shit they say whenever they don't favor the people, but the reality is the motherfuckers gonna be going in the first round like they do every fucking year. So I don't care if we have to pick a quarterback every three years. If we ain't got the money to get a you know, to get a Watson up in this motherfucker or a Russell then that's you know then we gotta pick you know pick the best quarterback in the drive man stop bullshit. Nah, I think, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett's the one. Man. Yeah, I'm I'm hey, with you on you. Listen, that's the one. I think that's like the whole world is like this. You know what I mean? This kid got the you know he got some gifts. Yo, I'm gonna tell you right now. He's a faster Herbert. He's a faster Justin Herbert. Like meaning as mobile, fast wise, he's a faster Justin Herbert. Yeah, plays just him like and Malik him. Willis. Plays just like him. I would love to see Malik Willis, too. I'd be, you know, either for, not at, no, five. Do y'all remember but, Madison Hedgecock Ford? Y'all remember him? The fullback? Madison Hedgecock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember Hedgecock. Yeah, yeah, y'all remember him? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I remember I'm, I'm bugging yeah. right now. I'm looking at, I'm looking at players. Like what's happening right now? Eli Man is stupid cold too. But uh, yeah, I remember his guy. Mm-hmm. I need to do that more. I don't go back and look at old games. Yeah, man, I love I love watching these old games. I do it man. sometimes, but not as much as you would think. Like, yeah, I'm looking at your man right now. You heard me, um, LRP. I'm looking at your man right now, boss. Uh, Bradshaw. Yeah, that was my guy. Fucking love, Bradshaw. That was all that we all did, bro. We loved it. You know, it's it, giant for life type. You know Bradshaw was my dude. I was sick with him and Madden, bro. I love playing. That was back when I used to love playing. Motherfucker, man, shit's terrible now. Yeah, Bradshaw was Y'all think y'all, y'all going to be more excited this year after the draft than we was last year? Shit, if they uh, do it, right? Yeah, if they I do it right, bro. A, I mean, we... I propose this real quick. <laughs> Right, you always gotta have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C, right? How about plan B for the Giants if Pickett is taking us a strong chance? And if you don't want to move any assets, which I do not recommend, because you have a great plan B. And that plan B is at five, get your lineman, the tackle, or your defensive player. Get your edge rusher at five, and your lineman at seven, and then the second round pick up Malik Willis. He still got the third. Do you think he'll be there in the second? Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be there in the second. If he's gonna be in the second, I would do that all day, regardless. I knew he was gonna be there in the second. I just not so sure he will be. 
I just thought of it. So, what are your thoughts? That's fresh off the off the brain prep. I ain't mad at you, bro. I ain't holding you accountable to them some words. Because I'm right there with you in the moment, my brother. Like, I, you know, I've been saying, I'm really trying not to get too far ahead of me. I'm definitely trying not to get my push-up over anything they do right now. You know, because I remember where we were. Now, I want to talk. Y'all, certain people don't want to talk about that shit last year. But we were excited in the motherfucking last year, boy. I ain't forgot. And uh, we, we could be sucking in again real easily. That would be a great plan. You got plan three plans for both your management, your front office, and your head coach, and for the draft. Those would be my – if I'm GM, that's how I'm mapping that shit out. But plan eight. Yeah, you already got Riddick 18, huh? You ain't get no damn Riddick, Riddick man. Put, put the damn pipe down. You hear me, boy? Or, put the pipe or, down. Or, or, or <laughs> and hard boy. Put the pipe down. That's yeah, not far fetched, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Well, 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 and, like and that's what I was about to say. Like, a lot of times, I, I'm, what I'm noticing from y'all is that y'all don't like to get y'all hopes up. So y'all, y'all just like, that, no, like no, said, no, that shit ain't going to happen. But then when it does happen, y'all be happier than the motherfucker. But y'all, y'all don't see that Y'all don't see that first. I told you my logic is a wild and kick who's going to get with it. And it's really, you know. Other than the fact, you know, I don't know about these fucking fans, and they just seem to have issues with for certain, for obvious reasons, but I really believe they're going to hold the fact that this man says we should have got Haskins against us. I'm telling you. They're going to be like, actually, like that one move, like he, ain't, he don't know nothing because he want to have to. You know, I hear the way. There's so many things I, that I think, he has said, you know what I mean? In, in the process after they done took Gettleman off. He also said that he would have took Barkley, too. He also said um, uh, Daniel Jones wasn't it. Yeah, I mean, he said a lot of things, bro. So I know yeah, this, I you know the case, but those who are looking for a reason, for other reasons that really ain't got shit to do with football, we got a lot of them in our fanhood. Trust me when I tell you. There is a whole lot of motherfuckers who avoid certain people by all means necessary. They come up with all kinds of bullshit ass excuses. I see it all the time. Yeah, the way just to Corey Webster away for this touchdown, I didn't even remember it. Yo, that dude used to stay in Burke, bro. Yo, you know what I'm saying? How he how he threw him. Around like he tried to press Donald Driver. Donald Driver grabbed him with two hands and let him know you could never. He for the, remember that was a ninety-yard touchdown catch against Corey Webster. He threw him to the grizzle and let it be known. But Corey Webster came back in this game and intercepted Brett Favre to seal the deal. So revenge is sweet, best served cold, and optic in this case. Hmm. Indeed. Call some space. Look like mm-hmm. Rudolph. Red. What? Tomato paste. 
Rudolph the red nose white man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I love, I love all people. Listen, do y'all really believe we're gonna do what's really? Really? No, nah, I think it's a plan. I hope so. Okay. I, I like them, but I just don't think we're gonna get them. I just don't. I ain't going. I think, he, unfortunately. He's kind of made himself uh, a TV person more than a GM at this point. He's on TV a little bit too much. And I noticed when he was on TV today, he, he kind of was a little bit more reserved. And I think it was a conscious thing. He was to know that he's, you know, in an interview I mode. So he, really wasn't, he really wasn't I being a, per, a huge person. Damn. But no, you've been talking for the past thirty three minutes. That was a good no. three minutes. Pardon me, no, I'm, done. You know I'm done. I was just trying to get my little thought done, but I'm done, man. I'm, I ain't gonna say no, I ain't, I ain't really got much to say. Just let me know my time's up. I'll gladly move to the side, brother. Yeah, man, we can tennis match this thing, man. All I wanted to do was say, I, if, if from the Monday night games, on his dissection of the game as he talks about the game of football and then uses that to pass on wisdom and all that. You know, there's, if you ever had, you know, I know you ingested it before, but all I'm saying is I think people should go back and, and watch those to form an opinion. They should also you know, look at how he's presented himself on draft day. He's there every single day, combine, so on and so forth, NFL Network, not just his work on ESPN, which is also exceptional for him. For him. And now, granted, just like all people, there may be moments where he'll have a Stephen A. Boisterous moment, but those are far in between. And when the only thing he was speaking in those terms is because he was passionate about it. But Make no mistake, people form their opinion based off of what he did at the Washington football team and the Eagles. But if they don't, if they look, he wasn't the dude like that. Then he was on the teams. He was on. Uh, he was on the in the department. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the GM there. So uh, all I'm saying is this dude is brilliant, and the people don't see it. Man, and that's fine. I, 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 I like to do, man. I really like to do. Like I said, but, you know, I just noticed that, you know, he is, now that he's un, probably on the interviewing process, it seems like he, you know, he suppressed his TV personality a, a tad bit and trying not to, you know, get make sure he gets seen in the more of a GM role. So I would expect to see him a little bit less and a little bit more reserved on his process. I know he can be multifaceted. That's how we are. So it's not like he has to impress me, but I just want to make sure he doesn't outcast himself into a, you know. So we'll see. We'll see about the, you know, the Real, real quick, you know, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he being interviewed for one more than one GM position at this time as well? I is really wouldn't know about that. I hope so. He is on the Houston isn't Texans he? list that knows you guys. Right, that's he's, what I mean. So right now he's taking a step back to be, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, he's, not he's, he's, no, um, because they got uh. Is it the Vikings? My bad. It, was, it wasn't them. It was. Damn, who was? 
I thought it was the Vikings. Was it? No. Mm-hmm. I just know Bears? it was more than one. Um, I think I, it was the Bears. Okay, so yeah, I knew it was more than one um, mm-hmm. GM spot open, and he was more than he was a candidate for more than one team. I knew that. I think it's the Bears. I'm, I'm 97 okay. percent sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I look well, at either way. I hope he don't have no interviews. And Giants just like yo, come on over. Right, but I, but really? it's it's far yes. it's far <laughs> Apparently, show showing um, interview that he apparently knocked it out of the park today. Um, that news uh, came out earlier today. Uh, showing who knew that? Who knew that? That came that came from Dan Dugan, um, and uh, the Giants Wire. That's pretty crazy that that would get leaked. So. Now, who's y'all Super Bowl favorites, though? Who y'all thinking is going to take it all the way? Who y'all got this weekend? What's going on? I got I got Kansas yeah, City and Buffalo in the AFC Championship. And I got Green Bay and the Rams in the NFC Championship. I'm just playing. You know the Bucks is going to be right there. I think it's about to get ramped up in these playoffs. 
I think we're about to see the difference between a rookie and a, a three-year player stepping into his real situation, and it's on. I think it's on. Out of running games, and our, our Buffalo's newfound running game with Josh Allen making the right play at the right time, they're going to win that game. Where I Buffalo. think Buffalo defense is ramped up right now, too. Like, I can't wait to see that. I take your boy. Your boy in the playoffs, Greg Russell. I will give you your flowers, bro. Crazy over there with the defense with Buffalo. I don't I think they choke it. I think they choke it. Okay. I think New England <laughs> takes this one. And, can I, can and I get you that money? What you wanna put on? I am trying to get some money. I need some money. Yeah, What's up? What you? I ain't talking about it. That'll be all we talk about for the next week. I need some money. 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 I Exactly. Lord, That's why I ain't fucking with you. Lord, because you just, Lord, you just want to get paid. You don't want to pay. No, no debts, bro. I done wiped out all my debts. I'm good. I'm clear. And you know, that's a you great thing, yo, when you don't owe no motherfucking body. As a matter of fact, I do owe one more person. No, I got you. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like, when you don't <laughs> owe nobody, but that's, a, <laughs> that's a good feeling, bro. That's it's an awesome feeling. No, I no. cannot say the same. Jay Rod, what you think about this game? Oh, I'm happy for oh you can't. Yeah, everybody going through it right now. I'm so That's happy I'm for broke. you, and I definitely don't That's want I'm to broke, lose. <laughs> That's broke. That's I'm broke. I need money. Wrong, I need money. <laughs> We're going to stay away from operation. What's that shit with the operation dude in the, in the game? If you hit a side, the motherfucker go in. Yeah, if, you touch, if the metal thing hit the uh, operation. Uh, uh, when you pick it, and like you're talking about the game, when you pick their bones out, right? And if you touch the side, right, and that's it, when you yeah, get the wrong yeah, yeah. one, yep. yeah. there's no light on some kid. We're going to pass by that. Trigger it right Everybody now. Everybody play operations, yo. For real. <laughs> That shit, that shit used to be frustrating, B. If you wasn't nice with it, but, yo, let you got good. Remember when your ass got good at it and you ain't touched no bones? You really thought you could operate with your dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> Come Man, on, yeah, watch this. I remember the games that you used to have to plug in and watch the football dudes shake, rattle, and roll on the field and shit. And this shit was metal, loud as fuck. Well, nobody getting no sleep with that motherfucker. Man, the baddest like toy forever. I ever owned was my was my uh, evil Knievel doll, bro. You know, you wind that motherfucker up, put him on those jumps, wind him up, baby. Let him rip. If you had an evil Knievel doll back in like seventy five, thirty six, right there, y'all. That's it, man. Man, all I could all I could go back to is all my life size wrestlers. I mean, I was a fan of a bunch of things, anime, all of that. You know what I mean? Cartoon, Berserkoid. I had Transformers, GI Joes, but one of the best collections I think I ever had. 
Yo, man, what? The yo, wrestlers, and wrestlers, if you hit him on the... the thing is this, yo, I had a Steve Austin doll. Oh, my you know goodness, what Steve Austin Steve? is? The first, the first doll I yeah, ever owned. Yeah, the $6 million was dollar Steve man. Austin doll, yeah. The, the bionic yo, head. Yeah, you look through yeah, the head and you got the bionic eye on the crazy. Yeah, bro, he had the glass eye. He had, like, the little glass bionic eye. The best toy was Voltron. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Oh, listen, J Rock, I had that. I had that. And which one we hold on, J Rock. <laughs> Are we talking about the one with the twenty cars? Are we talking about the what one you with talking the five about? Lions? Talking about Voltron with, with with the lion. Yeah. The lion, not space Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was we used to play with. We would call like Michael Dot or some some crazy shit. The little star testers, they were like the they were like little dolls, little clear dolls. Oh my god, what's the name nah, of those shit? I ain't played with no dolls, bro. I know no, it's like a little It was like a little Cylon. It was like something from Star Wars or some shit. What's that? I don't like that. They were action figures, bro. No dolls, action figures. No, it was like little clear motherfuckers, though. I forgot the name of the little robot. Microdots or some shit. I forgot the name of the motherfucker. Man. It's fan. That's what they were called, bro. It said it on the box. Action figure. You know? Man, it was a fucking dog. Nah, the dogs was wiggly joints with arms and legs. <laughs> they were calling like microdots or some crazy shit. I had a Chucky joint, though, and a Teddy Ruxpin that was fucking creepy as fuck, looking like the Chuck E. Cheese doll and shit. Who the fuck thought that shit was a good idea when the eyes break? Nobody in logistics thinking that shit. Like, yo, what happened? Michael, What's going to look like if the eyes break? It's like, nobody's going to break the eyes, give it to a badass kid. Somehow. But the eyes is gone out of Teddy Ruxpin. And that motherfucker look crazy sitting in the corner. Fuck that. Mm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all can show not I'm the only one with a psychopath cousin that fucked up all your toys. Uh, nah, man. It's always one, bro. But, um... <laughs> it's always a cousin that fucked up one of your toys. It should be all looking crazy. Everybody got no fucking eyes. Legs off of them. You're jealous, you know, like Kenny. Jealous. Toy cannibal. Yeah, you remember that episode of um, Wayne Brothers when Kenny Lofton was on there? Marlon kept saying that shit. Like, you jealous, Kenny? You jealous? But, Shay, what was he supposedly jealous of? What was Kenny <laughs> Lofton jealous of? <laughs> He said he took his shot. <laughs> right, right. Paul is saying he's supposed to be in the pros. Yeah, man. Kenny Lofton took his uh, catch, man. His, 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 his spectacular catch to win the championship, remember? <laughs> in the Little League. Little League. In Little League. In Little League. Marlon Wayans, yo, he was one of the funniest dudes in the world, bro. Oh, the Wayans brothers. 
bro, he do you watch it now, bro? Like, yo, watch yo. it now, bro. Oh, my God, it's funny as hell, bro. You like, yo, I forgot how funny this shit was, bro. Yo, the way bro, he used pop. to talk to D, remember how he used to talk to D? Yeah, yeah. Yo. But Pops, yo, Pops always made everything, bro. Like, everything that Pops mm-hmm. was in, bro. Yo, Pops was the man, Only because I want them to have something in Vegas. 
It's going to be live. Yeah. And the draft day, man. God damn, life sucks sometimes. But that's going to be live. I had to finish this goddamn book. Um, But, yeah, I got Cincy on that one. Um, Me too. And I got New England beating the Bills, too. I didn't get my pick for that one. Know what LRP? I'm sorry, it's bro. Audio, it's the audio betrayal. It's the audio betrayal. That's where you fucked up. You done fucked up, bro. Yeah. Hey, I ain't going against Belichick, bro. Don't go with New England. You're not going against who? You're playing, you're playing bad ball right now, man. Wait a minute, wait. Buffalo's playing bad football right now? I mean, in part, I want Buffalo to do because I want them to be able to interview that coach. So, fuck that. New England, continue on. Buffalo, you give us your people. Wow. Wow. Bro, you got look. You got to be off. You got to be in playoff shape. Who's playing good right now? Buffalo Bills playing good. Forty Nine playing good. All these teams playing good and going into the playoffs, man. If you're not playing good in the last couple of weeks of the NFL season, you're not going to win in the playoffs. Straight. And J Rock said, even the Steelers know. Ben Ben said we're not a good team. They going to lose. He knows they going to lose. <laughs> Who they playing against? Okay. Shit as a people, 
Oh, we have. This really do feel like it was that long ago, and this is a completely different topic. I'm sorry, but when you said that, E, that was just like, yo, that's wow. It was literally three weeks ago, but it, even three I felt ago. like that shit was, felt like it was ages ago. All these and hours, listen, man. listen, I'm going to just say this and get out the way. Yeah. It was three weeks ago, and since then, he had two weeks worth of touchdowns. <laughs> you understand me? You know, he was going to bring it back. <laughs> that shit before yeah, came back. Me? For that, he had three straight games with touchdowns. You know what I mean? Where I had to give it up. And, so it's like, I already finished got with five out of six. Good job, man. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, sucker. Hopefully, maybe yeah, let's do it. Clutch fourth down catch, then the ter- then the TD right after that. It was over the yeah. Ravens too, wasn't it? But you know what it does do? <laughs> it gives motherfuckers another side eye on Baker Mayfield, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't do nothing with that. Okay. Yo, it's so weird, Chase that you went on to say Baker Mayfield because right before E, I was going to say something, but I stopped and let E finish, and then you said something. But what I was going to say is this morning on KJ, whatever the fuck, Max, and, um, oh, shit, what's the dude's name? Ex-receiver. Loudmouth dude. Oh, man. Play for the Jets, play for the Cowboys. Why is Keyshawn? he playing escape? Keyshawn. Keyshawn Johnson. Y'all listen to that shit in the morning, watch that show in the morning before it get up. The dude talked to him. Yeah, I watched Straight cash money shit. He was talking about Baker Mayfield. He called him an itty bitty. And then he called him a little sucker. Laugh on. It was like, <laughs> it was like 530 in the morning. This too, see, he's an itty bitty. He's a little, he's a little sucker. <laughs> he literally, yo, see? Wow. See? Wow. That's 530 in the morning. I was Brandon Marshall said the same thing about him, man. He said he don't, you don't respect him because he ain't win shit, but he acts like he's win all this, he's winning shit. Yo, 50 commercials, man, in a season, that's crazy. That man got 50 commercials, man. He just got a lot of commercials. They are, are they in the playoffs? No, they home. Hell no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they home? home? I didn't even, I yeah, didn't even realize. Home. Oh, my God. They ain't even made the playoffs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Odell is. That's funny. See, that was six degrees. They got rid of Odell. They fell off. And I thought this was the year. He got more <laughs> touchdowns than the whole entire wide receiver. Okay, but didn't they say this was the year for Cleveland? Like, this was the year. Man, shout out. Uh, easy. Or oh, chill well. He's swore up and down Baker Mayfield was going to be dope. That dude is terrible. I mean, granted, he's been playing on a bum shoulder, but I think, I don't know. I don't think it. No, I, I don't think Chilwell really likes Baker neither. I don't think Chilwell likes Yeah, he's he's very critical of Baker Mayfield, but he uh, also that... defends him. when We like, yo, so Baker Mayfield is it? Yeah, my man, get that, get that motherfucker. I'll tell you this. Get that motherfucker a couple of minutes behind there. He, he defends him all the way. All the way. He's critical of him, but he defends him. Like, Who plays Monday? You know. 
Is that all the games? Nah, we ain't do the NFC, baby. Nah, we ain't do the NFC. We ain't talk Cowboys. We ain't talk nothing yet. uh, It's like one more NFC game because we did say something about Dallas already. Um, Who got the buy? I think Green Bay got the buy, right? Yeah, Yeah, Green Bay got Mm -hmm. the buy. So there's Mm -hmm. one more um, NFC game we're not covering. Who is it? Who we missing? The Eagles. The Eagles. Rams, Rams. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's Eagles, right. Yeah, Eagles, Bucks. Eagles, Bucks, right. Yeah, because Eagles, Eagles, Yo, they baked chicken, bro. They baked chicken. Yeah, we talked about it already. We said the Eagles going to get shot in the neck. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. We got them all. Just on picks. We ain't, you know, as far as deciphering and players, um, Isaiah, uh, I mean, Michael Parsons, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, some names to look after, to look out for uh, in the playoffs. Odell is in the playoffs. Hey, what, what, when L.A. play? They play Monday? That's what I was at. I don't know who plays Monday. I think they play Monday, y'all. That's the Monday game. That's crazy, son. Yeah, that should be. That's It definitely should be, because I can't wait to watch that game. Even though I want to wait to play, that you know what I mean. It's just, but that's prime time. That's everything. All eyes. You know what I'm saying? You definitely watching that shit. Now, on Saturday games, you might miss the first game or something. You're like, oh shit, I forgot some football was on. But you ain't gonna miss Monday. Ben Vereen still alive? I ain't know that shit. I ain't no neither, bro. What, that motherfucker still tired, does he? Nah, he, he just sitting there. Oh, yeah. He ain't tired. There. They got this old lady with her titties looking crazy, though. <laughs> Man, if he's still tap dancing, that's a, that's that's amazing. Dude was terrible in Fresh Prince. Remember when he was like, I didn't play this. I just got here. What? That's terrible. <laughs> right before he left. <laughs> right before he left. Well, that's it. Why he had played the Debbie Daddy shit? That's fucked up. Y'all remember when he played the Debbie Daddy? He took the motherfucker to the corner. He's not it just happened. It just happened. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I'm dying in the background with a lot of people. I'm dying. I had to put myself on mute, bro. <laughs> what do you think? Damn, mm-hmm. bro. I should about to die. Man. All right, um, before my shit die, it's been a great show. Uh, yeah, I want to get a closing statement out because I think we got about like nine. Yeah, let me go first real quick since I got a wife duties and I'll listen to everybody else's closings. Yo, it's been a hell of a show, a great show. Welcome back, fellas. I love you all. Stay good, stay healthy, stay blessed, man. Um, I love the new way we chop it up. You know what I mean? We, um, we're definitely in the building with this new – GM and head coach Freezy, we know you were around somewhere, brother. We missed you today. We love you. <clears throat> Shout-outs to the callers. Shout-outs to the listeners. Shout-outs to our crew. 
And um, that's it, bro. Y'all know what time it is. Eat the chosen one from the Bronx, and we'll be back tomorrow to East Down Friday. We're not missing no shows this week, and that's the promise. One. Chosen one from the Bronx. LRP, what you got for us? Man, I think uh, I had to put my <laughs> myself on mute. Just, whew, I don't know what it's been. Maybe I just needed to laugh like that, uh, or laugh at myself like that. But that shit was hilarious. If I ever did that shit on stage, I don't think I can make it through. But um, man, I love y'all, bro. Peace and love to everybody. Hope y'all download this episode. Um, appreciate y'all for holding it down for me. Don't know how much that means. Y'all be good, man. Peace. And down LRT in Houston. J-Rod, what you got? Well, appreciate everybody for coming out, man. Spending the time with us. Um, yo, I, I am very... Optimistic for this new season, man. New coaching, new general manager. Yo, it, it, it can be nothing but the sky's the limit from now on, man. You got to get it right. You got to get it right, man. I'm enjoying getting back to winning and <clears throat> being proud of being a New York Giants fan. That's all I got, man. See y'all tomorrow. No doubt, no doubt. OJ Steve, are you still here? Alright, well, shout out to OJ Steve from DC. Um, great show again, y'all. We back tomorrow, East Style Fridays, man. And um man, I'm just ecstatic about the restart, refresh, and I hope that we do get the right GM, and it looks like we are, and I just, to be a fresh new start and and get it right this time, and I don't hope that it takes two, three years to do it. I want immediate success. I know I'm asking for a lot, but so what? I want immediate success. So with that being said, man, shout out to all of y'all for all the great shows this week. And again, like we always say around this time, I don't expect you to grip, but we damn sure expect y'all to understand. Understand? So don't get shook up, because we keep shit live. It's the Shakedown with New York Giants on that drive for five. And we out of there. Take us away, eat the chosen one from the Bronx. All right, maybe I went to the wrong person. LRP. <laughs> nah, I got it. I got it. Nah, you know what it was? I wasn't ready for that, B. You know how sometimes you ain't ready? You know what I'm saying? But I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? Yo, y'all just been shook by the shakedown, and we up out of here, B. Why? Y'all be safe. Good night. Wash hands, wash ass. Please. And not in that order. Not in that order at all. <laughs> yeah, shit, uh, shit, shave, shower, no, shit, shave and shower.
There you go. In that order. That's how you do it. You should show your shower. And then wash your hands. <laughs> Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs>